0: I want to encourage you to give yourself permission to do something just for you, something that could be incredibly purpose-driven, life-changing, something that could change the trajectory of your financial future, and that is coming to attend a live Marketing Impact Academy event in Orange County October 14th through the 16th. You don't need to have any previous business experience. You do, however, need to have a desire and a dream to want to create additional income, a side hustle, a business online, something that you can call your own. This doesn't mean you've got to quit your job, doesn't mean you've got to be the boss to a team of 50 people, but it does mean that you are excited about the opportunity that's open to everyone. This event is so fun. People are so excited to see each other. You're going to meet tons of other pod squatters. It's going to be people just like you who are nervous, but also excited and feel like they have no idea what they're doing but they're ready for the challenge and excited to do some dancing because it's not like a normal seminar where you're sitting in chairs the whole time. We do lots of dance breaks. It's very fun. Every speaker comes with, and they're going to give you an action plan. So like after they tell you what they did and how they did it, they're going to give you an action plan. Step one, step two, step three. It's exciting. It's motivating. It's Orange County. We're right down the street from Disneyland. I know this has been on your bucket list. So do it. Why not? What do you have to lose? you can get yourself registered right now. Even if you are not an MIA member, just go to the link below. It's shaleen.com forward slash MIA live. If you are an MIA member, check your email for the member ticket hookup. And if you don't see one, then just of course, you know, email us operations at shaleenjohnson.com. We'll make sure you get that hookup. But for everybody else, like you know you want to be there and I want to give you a hug. And if you want to be invited to that dance party, be sure to check out the VIP package. It is next level. All right. October 14th through the 16th, Orange County, California, MAA Live 2022. I will see you there. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Shaleen Show. Super pumped that you're here today. I just want to have a conversation about something I'm trying to work on, something I want to be more of, and that is a thoughtful person, someone who thinks of others first, someone who's intentional, someone who just makes life easier for other people, but even beyond that, like makes people feel special or seen or appreciated. I think this is something all of us can work on. I know it's something that like there's certain areas of my life and even with certain people where I'm more thoughtful than I am with others. And I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? We wouldn't have the same relationship with all people, but I think it's a really important characteristic, and it's one that I got to witness in person a lot this last week, and especially over the last couple of months, you know, planning these weddings for our kids, having these celebrations, thinking about other times in my life, I guess just realizing that there are people who are really thoughtful, and there are people who are really thoughtless, and I think we're all sometimes somewhere in that spectrum, but I definitely want to be someone who is Thought of as being thoughtful. And it goes way beyond just like buying a nice gift, right? Like being thoughtful is so much more than that. And so I'm going to talk about some of the things that I observed and some of the ways that I'm going to become a more thoughtful person. I hope to be. All right, let's get to it. Okay, so on a scale of one to 10, let's just take inventory one being absolutely horrible, (laughs) very selfish, and 10 being Mother Teresa. How thoughtful are you as a person, generally speaking? And I know this is different in certain situations and with certain people, but like if you consider the people you work with and your friends and family members, like if you put them all in a room and you said, okay, I'm gonna guess at how they would score me, scale of one to 10, what score are they gonna give you? And maybe we should break this down. Like, Maybe you should first just think about people that you work with, how would they score you? And then maybe consider your family. How would they score you in terms of thoughtfulness? And then your friends, because sometimes we show up differently in different situations. And I'm gonna be as transparent as possible in this episode. So I'm gonna start with myself. Like when I think about how my friends would rate me, I think they would score me very high. And I could be wrong, but I'm intentional with them. And I think about it. I think about it, which means then I try to be thoughtful with them. But it also kind of depends on the level of my friendship like i mean there are lots of people who i'm friendly with and then there are those people who are you know my really really tight knit closest friends and i think about the things that i do which are very intentional we all have friend circles right and then there're friends who are more of acquaintances or friends who use are newer friends i don't know how like my newer friends might view me but i can say with a great deal of confidence that my friends who are low-maintenance friends, we've been friends for a very long time. Shout out to Carson for that term. But the friends that I've been with, my ride or dies, you know, for a really long time, I'm pretty confident they would score me pretty high in terms of being thoughtful. But again, the further out I go with my friends, I don't know because I'm not as intentional. But then I think about my relationship with my husband, and sometimes I'm not very thoughtful. And a lot of that just kind of boils down to, we have these habits we get into with each other, especially when we're being thoughtless. We allow someone who is thoughtful to take care of that arrangement, that detail, that extra step. And we sometimes get into this habit or it's like a role in your relationship, like you're the friend who always drives or You're the partner who always does the planning and always initiates and always buys the gifts and writes the cards. Like we get into these habits sometimes and maybe we assume that they like doing that or maybe we assume it's easier for them or maybe we assume it's no big deal and we almost take their thoughtfulness for granted. And that's one of the things I really wanna work on is when I'm taking other people's thoughtfulness for granted Okay, so here's something I really want you to think about, and this is deep. Habits. It's something we talk, I talk a lot about. Habits make life easier. Why? Because once something has become a habit, you don't have to think about it anymore. You just do it. It's just automatic. It doesn't require thinking. And it's almost impossible to be thoughtful if you're not thinking. So one of the areas where we all have to be like super careful and self-aware is the areas where we have allowed our habits to make us less thoughtful than what we would like to be. And when you consider the statistic that they say that nearly half of our daily behaviors are as a result of habits, like we're just doing it without even thinking about it because it's a habit. Like if 40% of our lives is set up that way, there's a lot of opportunity to inadvertently be thoughtless. So I wanna just say that, like, first of all, we should give ourselves grace because I don't think anyone intends to be thoughtless. I mean, we want to be thought of as thoughtful people, right? You care about other people. And it would suck to think that other people see you as someone who's doesn't think of others. So I just want to say, like, while we're doing this self-reflection, I'm saying this for myself, too. I have to give myself some grace and realize that some of these things I'm not doing intentionally. And I think you need to look at yourself and realize, yeah, I'm not doing this intentionally, but I can see maybe after listening to this, how I have room to be a more thoughtful person. Okay. So what does that look like? What is a thoughtful person? When I asked that question to my social media following, people responded almost instinctually with someone who thinks of others. But yet I think probably 90% of people or maybe even higher than that would describe themselves as being someone who like, yeah, I think of other people. Of course I think of other people. I'm not a selfish person, but let's go beyond that. I mean, let's forget about like what you can Google as a definition of being thoughtful. I'm gonna give you some concrete examples of things that I experienced in the last like two months that really stood out to me as being thoughtful or thoughtless. And I'm gonna try to use some real life examples, some things that have happened over the last couple of months, and maybe some things that other people have shared with me. But I want you to think about yourself. It's so easy when we listen to an episode like this, and we we're talking about like a way to improve ourselves. It is so easy to deflect and immediately think about somebody else. Like, yeah, I can think of all the ways that this person is thoughtless. That just doesn't help us, right? Because you're not going to help somebody else to become more thoughtful. You could send them this episode and I guarantee that's not going to change them. It's something you have to want to do yourself. I mean, obviously there's positive reinforcement that when people do things which are thoughtful, you can reinforce that by saying like, that was really meaningful to me. It means a lot when you fill in the blank and that's going to give them some positive reinforcement and even to tell them why it was meaningful. And so that's just like bringing awareness to it. But again, I just really think it's important if we start with ourselves. And I think that's like the first step to becoming a more thoughtful person is setting an intention and also knowing why, like what is it that's motivating you to be more thoughtful? For me, it's an intention to make other people feel appreciated and loved. And sometimes we think, well, gosh, if I write them a card or if I give them a gift or if I show up with a candle or if I can remember to be more physical with my spouse, well then, you know, they're going to know, they're going to feel my gratitude. They're going to know that they're loved. Being thoughtful, in my mind anyways, in order for me to be more thoughtful, I need to have behaviors that sometimes are unnatural to me or sometimes like my brain doesn't think of it. Let me give you one example. My husband is one of the most thoughtful people on the planet he, at least once a day, texts me something like really sweet. And he always says, I love you and something very encouraging. And I love that. I get going so fast in my day that I forget. I get in the habit of just responding back to his message. So he's always initiating that first kind and supportive message. And, and so I need to be more intentional about making him feel that as opposed to just responding to him saying it to me. So one of the ways that I do that, and I know he won't listen to this episode, but I put a reminder in my phone and I need that reminder and I have to be intentional about it. That's a behavior. It's not enough for me to think, well, I know he knows. I love him. I don't have to do this. I need to behave in a way that's more intentional. I think the most important way that we can be thoughtful is to be more self-aware and less self-focus. Like when we're thinking about ourselves and what we're going through or what it is we want or what it is we need, we sometimes forget what is the other person going through? What does this other person need? What does life look like from their standpoint? We just get so caught up in our own stuff and our stuff feels like it's bigger than everybody else's and it trumps everybody else's and no one's as busy as me, no one's as fill in the blank as me and so therefore, we feel sometimes entitled to ask for things or to act in a way that is self-focused, unintentionally. You guys, this is all unintentional. I don't think we mean to be this way. That's why it kind of like circles back to being intentional but it also means being really aware of other people. We are so caught up in our own lives that we fail to think about how will this inconvenience, how will this be helpful or hurtful? That's one of the things I try to ask myself, like, okay, by asking for this or by doing this or by behaving in this way, is this going to be helpful or hurtful? I mean, yeah, sometimes it's neutral, but if I'm setting an intention to be more thoughtful, then I have to ask myself, as I'm behaving towards this person, is my behavior Helpful or hurtful. A couple of weeks ago, in my efforts to be more intentionally thoughtful, I decided to cancel my podcast interviews, to rearrange my day to be able to attend a funeral of someone who I didn't know, but it was the parent of one of my one of my friends, somebody who I, who I really care about, but it's not someone I get to see very often. So, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, although it would be pretty easy to say, I'm so sorry, My, my thoughts and prayers are with you. Unfortunately, I couldn't reschedule this crazy day. And my friend would have completely understood that. But that wasn't my intent. My intent was to be thoughtful. And that meant to behave in such a way that would demonstrate to her that I cared about her more than me. And sometimes that means, yeah, you're going to inconvenience yourself to show your thoughtfulness, to demonstrate the care and concern or whatever it is that you want to show for that person that you're trying to be thoughtful for. So, you know, pat myself on the back, thoughtful gesture. But then I blew it. Then I wasn't thinking. So my next tip for myself and for you is you have to slow down and stay slow in order to really pay attention to other people. So here's what I did. So I I went to the funeral and it was beautiful and it ended up being a gift. And I think all funerals can have this meaningful impact on your life. It makes you really kind of say like, what does all this stuff even matter? Because at the end of our lives, what are people going to be talking about? What are people going to say when you're no longer here? And it was a beautiful, beautiful reminder. Again, this is, I think she was 86 years old when she passed. So she'd lived a very full, long life and she has grown children. And the way that this woman was eulogized was you could just feel the impact of her character and what a legacy she had left behind without being known by millions or even, you know, hundreds of thousands. Or Like she touched the lives of the people who mattered most. And one of her sons, gave this eulogy that I just was like, I I need to read these words on a regular basis because this, I want to live my life this way, where it's about the people who I love the most and and doing what's right for them. And so, okay, so now let me get to the part where I needed to slow down. So after the funeral, then uh, a couple days later, I reached out to my girlfriend and I told her that I wanted to do this episode about the importance of going to funerals. And I I told her how incredibly moving her brother's eulogy was. And I wondered if there's any way like I could just, because I knew he had written it out. I wondered if there was any way I could get just part of the eulogy so I could share some of the kind of the more general things that he said about her. Obviously, I wasn't going to share her name or his name or the family name or anything like that. But I just found it so incredibly moving and touching. And I thought that would be really powerful to share on the show. But the question is, who was I thinking of? Was I thinking about her and her brother and their grief? Or was I thinking about me and you? Like I'm thinking about, sure, I'm thinking about my listeners and how that could make an impact on you and the way that it made an impact on me. But the fact that I asked if I could share that just a couple of days after their mother's service was thoughtless. I didn't think it was thoughtless at the time because I was going too fast. I didn't think it through. I didn't put myself in their shoes and consider the timing. Now, I also sent that message on the same day to my girlfriend, Mindy Lawhorn, whose husband passed away, I think in 2019. Is that right, Mindy? Yeah. Yeah. Passed away in 2019 and I asked her because his funeral was one of, I didn't even wanna call it funerals, call it, let's just call it a celebration of life. His celebration of life was life-changing. His celebration of his life was one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced. And I know that everybody who was there said the same thing. And Mindy is one of my closest friends. So that's somebody who I need to think about being more thoughtful, When it comes to my behaviors with her. So I regularly, because I don't understand grief in the way that someone does who's lost a child or a spouse. So one way for me to be more thoughtful is to learn about what that feels like and that grief and to reach out and and to do the things that I know, the behaviors that might be inconvenient, that might not come natural to me. Because again, I I can't even know what that would feel like, but to be more intentional about being thoughtful with her. I know for her, she's told me anytime people talk about Lee and bring him up, share stories about him, or even talk about his celebration of life, it means so much to me. It's so thoughtful. So on that same day, I reached out to her and asked if I could share any part of his service that she was comfortable with, just a, a part of the audio here on the show. And Mindy was so touched by it. That was perceived as being thoughtful. I was thoughtful in that request because I thoughtfully waited for the right time. And I was thoughtless in my timing when it came to my girlfriend who just lost her mother. Like, you have to slow down. And it's a very thoughtful act to apologize when you get it wrong, even when it's not intentional. So here's this act, I did the very same thing to two of my friends, and with one friend, the act was thoughtful, and with the other friend, same request, the act was thoughtless on my part because I was going too fast to truly be empathetic. And to be empathetic, we can't think about ourselves. It doesn't do me any good to have said, well, I had the best of intentions. No, I had to apologize and apologize profusely and not try to explain myself and to sit in that uncomfortable feeling of like, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry about my timing. One of the ways that we can all work on being more thoughtful is to learn to apologize even when there is a reason why we did what we did. Even when we have our own stuff, it's thoughtless. It is thoughtless to apologize and say, but I want you to see things from my perspective. It is thoughtless to apologize I shouldn't say it's thoughtless. It's far less thoughtful than an apology that is just, I am so sorry and I hope you'll forgive me. That is powerful. That is thoughtful. And I think that kind of boils down to being, again, just being aware, being self-aware. Maybe I wouldn't even call it being self-aware. It's almost like being more aware of other people than we are of ourselves. Because I think sometimes we're thinking about ourselves so much that we forget how... What somebody else is doing for us and the timing of it or the inconvenience of it, it's like, well, they're just doing it and they haven't complained or they seem to like doing it. So we are unintentionally inconveniencing somebody because we're just so in our own heads, in our own problems, in our own worlds that we sometimes forget that because someone's doing something for us, a thoughtful person that we might be really inconveniencing them. We might be, because we're not thinking about them, we don't realize how thoughtless we're being. We're not thinking about the timing. We're not thinking about how, whether we're being helpful or hurtful. And this can get tricky for some people. So if you're the kind of person who just doesn't let anyone do for you, Like, you're going to handle everything. You are an island. You don't let anyone take care of you. You don't let anyone, you know, do something special for you. You don't allow others to be thoughtful. That radical independence is actually kind of thoughtless. And I know that sounds weird, but like, stay with me for a second. How good does it feel when you've made another person? Feel great. Like when you've been thoughtful towards somebody from your behaviors, right? And you've gone out of your way to do something like really nice for them, or you're you're thinking about what it is they need. And how good does that make you feel when you see their eyes light up, or you know that you've made life a little bit easier for them? That is such a gift. And when you're not allowing other people to feel that, you know, it's in a way, it's being thoughtless. And I don't think there are very many people that fall into this category. So just be careful that there's not too much altruism that you believe that like, oh, that's me. I never allow anyone to do anything for me. Eh, be careful. It's a very dangerous place to be when we make these like sweeping statements like I do everything myself or I don't let anyone help me or I do everything for everybody else. Those statements just they can't be true. There's always exceptions. So think about where you need to make those exceptions. Think about All of the times and places where people have been thoughtful for you and you weren't thinking about what they were going through, what they might have needed, or how what they did for you was such a major inconvenience. Okay, quick funny story. My daughter is now married. Sierra and Roman Tikhayev recently tied the knot and they have a little baby, a little baby pug named Johnny. Now, when they ask us to watch Johnny, we've told them, don't call us grandparents because this is not a child. This is a puppy. Brett is like, you are not going to start calling me grandpa before I'm actually like literally a grandpa. So you can call us foster parents. And while Johnny is quite possibly the cutest pug on the planet, I'm not even joking. Follow him. He's Johnny Cash the Pug on Instagram. And he may be the cutest pug on the planet, but he's also a little hellion. To help calm him down, we have been giving him CBD treats from My Soul CBD. So now we've got friggin' everybody on My Soul CBD products. We fight over the sleepy gummies; those are amazing. Of course, my favorite is the honey chamomile. I love using the CBD oil dropper; like I can put a little bit of that in a warm drink. Keeps my voice hydrated. Oh, by the way, the CBD products for pets—they also have CBD oils you can just put right on top of your dog's food. The best thing about CBD, especially the My soul CBD products, is there's no THC. So that means you're not going to get high. You can't overdose on CBD. It's all natural. It's 100% organic. It's grown in the USA. It's gluten-free. It's drug-free. And there's some incredibly promising new research to show that CBD does aid in the reduction of anxiety, stress, pain, it helps to improve sleep and so much more naturally. And while over the counter and sometimes even prescription medications might feel like they're your only answer, why not try an all natural remedy? Their gummies are delicious. So are the oils. They also have capsules available if you don't want to do the oils or the gummies. And you get 15% off automatically when you go to mysoul.com cbdcom forward slash Chalene. You do not need to enter a code that will automatically give you 15% off as a listener of The Shaleen Show. And I encourage you to try try a variety of their products. You never know how it's going to work for you. Give it a try. MySoulCBD.com forward slash Shaleen. You've probably been there, right? Where a friend has said, hey, listen, is there any chance you could pick me up at the airport? And you're thinking to yourself, today? I've got a doctor's appointment. I've got four kids to pick up. This person can afford to get their own Uber or call somebody else, but I wanna be thoughtful. So I'm gonna say yes, and I'm gonna inconvenience myself in all these ways. I'm gonna say yes to be thoughtful for them. And now that other person, the person who accepted the ride, they're actually being thoughtless because they're not thinking about the ways in which this is going to inconvenience you. Now, I wanna preface this by saying, there's some of you listening right now who you're always worried about inconveniencing anyone. And so because of that, you are in that situation where you don't allow other people to do nice things for you. You just do everything yourself. You handle everything yourself and you never ever allow anyone to go out of their way for you. So be aware, like we've gotta set this balance. And that's what being thoughtful is about. It's like, it's a balance, It's also about discipline. Like when I think about the areas where I am most thoughtless, it's because I have got to get more disciplined. Something that's convenient for me, that inconveniences somebody else in my life, that means I'm not being as thoughtful as I could be. You know, and I'm not trying to be perfect. Listen, there are certain things where it's like, okay, I have a lot on my plate. Sometimes this might be inconvenient for somebody else, but I'm trying to balance things I'm talking about areas where the reason why I'm having to inconvenience this person is because I was undisciplined. So at a minimum, I owe them an apology. I've inconvenienced them because I didn't think ahead, because I didn't plan accordingly, because I, yeah, I was just undisciplined, you know, and and that doesn't feel good. To be a thoughtful person means you have to take yourself out of your world. And you have to think about the person who you intentionally want to make life easy. That's what being thoughtful is about. It's not about like bringing a gift, you know, to a dinner party. Yeah, that's, of course, that's thoughtful. And, and that's just common sense, good manners. Writing an appropriate thank you letter. No, it's more than that. To be a thoughtful person, you are imagining what it is specifically. What behaviors could you do? What What things could you say? What behaviors? What steps? What actions could you take that would make life easier for that person? Would, would or would make them feel special? Would make them feel recognized? Would make them feel the gratitude that you have? Would, would make basically would demonstrate to them through action that you're thinking of them. I got to spend the weekend with one of the most thoughtful people I know, and and I really take inspiration from my friend, you know, Mashanti. I know him as Sean Blocker, and he actually married my son and my daughter-in-law this weekend at their wedding in Wyoming. And, you know, you know, you know, Sean, like I said, like Sean T, the, the fitness dude, and how motivational he is, etc. But as a friend, I can tell you, he is one of the most intentionally thoughtful people. And I don't mean by he's the person that sends gifts or sends cards. It's action, it's behaviors, he thinks about what he wants people to to feel before he does things. And and that's something I, I wanna learn to do better myself. I think I'm pretty good at sending gifts and writing cards and acknowledging people that way. Sometimes even, you know, sending a text message to acknowledge how much I appreciate them or, you know, to let them know them thinking about them. But if you think about it, there's there's really nothing that's an inconvenience to us when we send a text message. I mean that takes two seconds or to, you know, order flowers or buy a gift. Those are thoughtful gestures, but I I want to think beyond that. I mean, those are so easy. It's almost generic. When we do those kinds of things, are we really thinking about that person? Or and if I'm being like completely honest right now, are we thinking about that person? And like, this is the thing that I should do to be seen as being a thoughtful person? Or am I actually thinking about that person and thinking about who they are and what is meaningful to them and what's going on in their lives? Am I doing it because it's quote their birthday or it's after they've done something nice for me? And so it's almost like obligatory. It's almost like good manners. Cause I mean, yeah, that's thoughtful, but I want to go beyond that as a human. And I want to start learning to I can't do this with the world and neither can you. But I want to start thinking about the people who matter the most and who do the most. And I want to think about like, what could I say, do, behave? What could I share with them? What could I be thinking about that helps them to understand how much gratitude I have for them, how much I care about them? What things can I do that make their lives easier? What things can I do that demonstrate to them? Like, I, I really love you and I want you to feel that I love you. I want you to see it. I want you to experience it through my actions, through my words, through my behaviors. And so maybe it's a combination of all those things. Like maybe it's going beyond writing the card to somebody or sending the generic flowers on their birthday or sending the, you know, the gift because it's Christmas or the gift because it's their birthday or the thank you because they just invited you to something. Like it's, for me, when I'm really going to work on doing is being more surprisingly thoughtful, like letting people know that I'm thinking about them, maybe when they least expect it. I can't do this with all people in my life, and neither can you. But I think it would be super helpful to make a list. Oh, I just realized something. That's interesting. This just came to me. In our old house, the cabinet where I would do my makeup, like we had this like tall cabinet, like a, a mirrored cupboard cabinet, whatever you want to call it, when you opened up that door on the inside of it, I had these post-it notes. And on the post-it notes, I had written, I don't know, like maybe 15 or 20 names of the people who were mattered the most to me that I wanted to make sure they knew every single week that I was thinking about them. And so I used those post-it notes to remind me to either text them or to follow up and and ask them how things are going after the thing that we talked about last time, or or maybe they were going through something. And we're so quick to just forget that people might be going through something. And again, back to habit and what it is we need. Sometimes what we need is what we assume other people need, or maybe the opposite of that, like I don't need this, so I assume other people don't need this. For example, like birthdays or special holidays, If my friends forget that it's my birthday and don't send me a text message, I don't care. I don't need that to feel validated or to know that you're thinking of me. I'm secure and confident in our relationship. So that's just not a big deal to me, but it might be a big deal to somebody else. An example of this is like my mom. My mom loves birthdays. She loves holidays. The gift buying and exchanging is so important to her that makes her feel important and valued and that you're thinking about her. And it's how she shows that she's thinking about you. And there were many years ago, I even talked about this on a podcast where I was like, hey, you know, for Christmas, like it's so stressful for everybody. And I don't need anything. I don't want anything. Why don't we just take the money that we would spend on each other and we'll donate that to like a family? Which seems like a great idea, right? Like I thought that'd be so much easier for her, easier for my dad, easier for like the siblings and everything. But then my dad called, and he's such a great communicator, and he was like, Shaleen, you just don't understand how special gift buying is for your mom. And also gift receiving like that really makes her feel special. You know, I was this is like probably ten or fifteen years ago, I was annoyed. I remember thinking, Are you kidding me? Guy. But listen. In order to be an empathetic human, we have to think about why certain things are important to other people and they might not be important to you. I don't personally need people to buy me gifts. I don't need my friends to reach out on special holidays. I don't need for them to, you know, check in on me, but I I do appreciate acts of service. Like that's my love language with the people that matter most to me. So maybe to be thoughtful, is to know the people who we care about, to know their love language. What is their love language? Is it gifts? Is it words of affirmation? Because then we, we're we being more thoughtful by knowing what their love language is. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna challenge you to do it too. I'm gonna recreate my post-it note list. And next to each person's name, I'm actually gonna write down their love language so that I can be thoughtful in a way that's more meaningful to them than it is automatic or habit to me. Okay, so my closest friends, if you're listening to this, I'm going to ask your love language and I'm gonna tell you mine. It is words of affirmation. It's a deep, heartfelt, long <laughs> yep. I like them long too, very specific letter or text message, even just a text, I don't need I don't need a card. That's my love language. It's one of the reasons why when I read, and this is not me trying to get you to write a review for the show, but like, that's my love language. And I'm not talking about like reviewing it just on the Apple app or whatever. Like sometimes just what I read people have written about an episode, like in the pod squad or maybe in our Patreon group or or even just sending me a message on Instagram, like, oh, that to me is someone who's really being thoughtful. Like I've just spent, I don't know, a couple of hours preparing for this episode and I've spent 30 minutes recording it and it's a free episode, all the things. So when someone acknowledges the way an episode has impacted them, that is super thoughtful. Listen, if you are like most people, you spend a lot of time on social media and it feels like it's a waste of time, why not start figuring out how your time on these social media platforms can actually make you some money? By leveraging those things that you recommend, the products that you love, the things that you talk about, the great deal on a rug that you just got, the lash product that has changed your life. If you're one of those people that believes sharing is caring and you love sharing your favorite things and deals and those kinds of things, like you should be getting paid for that. But brands aren't going to reach out to you. You need to know how to reach out to them to set up these brand deals. And again, they don't care if you have a big following. They don't care if you don't go on camera. They just want to know, are you somebody that people trust and engage with? If that could be you and you want to learn how to do this the right way, we have a new mini course that is super easy to get through. It's really fast to get through and it walks you through the process of how to get started with brand deals. It's pretty cool. Like we teach you how to pitch yourself. We put together templates for you so you can just like basically copy and paste the email. We show you how to put together a media kit. In fact, we give you a template so you can just like drop and drag your own photos and information about your social media platform. We will teach you how to ask for free product from companies and then how to negotiate your rates. And with the big changes to Instagram, you know Instagram's favoring smaller accounts, Like, the time is now. So don't miss this opportunity. Check it out right now. Go to shaleen.com forward slash micro. Again, it's shaleen.com forward slash micro. And let's get you some brand deals. I'm going to say this right now. Oh, gosh, I'm going to sound like such a jerk, but I'm just going to be honest and Okay, I'm going to say it. Sometimes people will, listeners of the show, will send me things to my P.O. box, which is nice. But if I'm being honest, the majority of the time, it's something that I don't need. I don't want. It's not my taste. But there's value to it. And so now I have to figure out what to do with it. Now I'm living with this guilt of like, how do I thank this person? How do I reach out to them and thank them? But like, I also can't, also turn my Instagram stories into like thanking people for things that they sent to me because then it's going to look like I'm encouraging people to send things to me. But then if I don't do that, I'm going to feel like a jerk. So then, okay, so now how do I thank them? Do I have to write them a letter? Okay, because now sending that gift has become an inconvenience, except for the situations where someone will say like, you don't need to shout me out. Please know that You can send me a DM and just let me know you received this or you don't have to do anything. This is just my way of thanking you. But that's usually pretty rare. Like usually people will send you this thing and you know it has value or maybe it's something that they made or something that they spent money on. And my guilt kicks in and I have to figure out like, okay, how do we acknowledge that this was received, but I can't call them. People always list their phone number. Like I'm gonna call you. Like even the way that we give people gifts can be thoughtful or thoughtless to be thoughtful is to recognize that when other people are, are being thoughtful that they may be doing so at their own inconvenience and to be aware of that and to acknowledge it and to figure out ways that you can be you can be lower maintenance and take care of people like think about how to be thoughtful for your friends in advance about a month ago when we were in Santa Barbara for Sierra's wedding, you know, so it's kind of different when you are marrying your daughter off versus your son off. And I don't just mean like from a planning standpoint, like it just it feels a little different. I don't know the mother of the bride feels I don't know, it just does feel very different, even though, you know, for Brett and I, we are very fortunate to be in a position where we, we wanted to give Brock and our daughter in law, Taylor, we wanted to give them the wedding of their dreams, you know, and And we wanted to give Sierra and Roman the wedding of their dreams. And it was at times very stressful. Obviously, it's a huge financial responsibility and that can add stress and kind of managing all those things. But also we were trying to think about like, okay, how do the brides, how does Sierra, how do Taylor feel about all of this? And what is it we want them to experience? How can we be thoughtful for them? And then we had so many thoughtful people around us who went to both weddings and they were both destination weddings. Like, that is thoughtful. The fact that people cleared their schedules and spent that money and, and the planning and the outfits and the reservations and the airline travel and hotels, all those things, like, people did that is so thoughtful and so like that is a behavior that is an action that is that's not just like sending like it meant so much to us we have so many thoughtful people around us who you know on those weekends when we were in these other locations putting these weddings together we have people in our lives who were thinking of us and would say let me put together the sandwiches for the boys for Brock's wedding like I had my makeup artist there. She was attending as a guest. But then, even though she's attending as a guest, she says, like, listen. I said, I don't need hair and makeup. I really don't. I'm going to just do it myself because it's too stressful to be ready by a certain time. So just come as a guest to the wedding. Please, just come and enjoy yourself. She said, listen, I feel better if I'm helping. Let me come and do your hair and makeup. I can touch you up if you want, or I can touch up your friends or your mom or whoever. Like, I don't have to do anything, but just let me be there to help. And so she's there doing just exactly that and also saying like, what more can I do? Can I help get the boys sandwiches so they have something to eat between their photos and the actual dinner for the reception like that is the definition of thoughtfulness to be thoughtful like to be the kind of thoughtful person I want to be means I have to think about what other people are experiencing I have to anticipate what they might need what they might feel I need to know their love language I need to know what they might be struggling with I need to know how I can possibly make life a little bit easier for them and if I can just focus on the positive for a moment, like. We have the most amazing people around us, like people who really do just that. Like they selflessly think about how can I help you? How can I show up for you? What can I do for you without expectation? Because there are people that do that because they are expecting something back. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who really have this character and quality and they're thinking about how they can make things a little bit easier for you, not to keep score, not because they want credit, not because they're trying to look better to everybody else or to you, like literally doing it because it's in their heart and it's in their soul. And I think all of us have people in our lives who they don't mean to be this way but they make it about them. They are a lot of work. We do for them. We take care of them. We go, they're constantly kind of inconveniencing us and we're having to like do these things for them. They tend to lack the awareness. They're just unaware that they're inconveniencing other people. They're unaware that they should be doing this thing or that it's an inconvenience for you or it's not your responsibility Or that it's just not good timing. Like there's just a lack of awareness. It's always something. They don't think about what your life looks like or what you might be going through. They just are like, I need something or I need help. They don't realize. They just aren't thinking about anyone other than kind of themselves. And this is a really tough one for parents because there's this delicate balance where you feel an obligation. You have, obviously, you have an obligation to care for your child. You have an obligation to do for your child, but you also have an obligation to teach them that they can do for themselves, that they are independent, that they're reliable, that they're resourceful. The the sooner, the younger you can teach your children to do this, the more confidence they will have. But when we do for our kids, beyond the time when they could actually be doing it for themselves, then what we're teaching that child is entitlement. And we're teaching them to be thoughtless. We're teaching them that they're not capable. So we're trying to be thoughtful, but in the process where we're actually being thoughtless because we're not teaching them how to be thoughtful. It's tricky and it gets really tricky when we're talking about, you know, some of the things we talked about last month where, or last week I should say, where we start doing things for someone who is struggling. And then we get in this habit of taking care of them. And then it starts to feel like that's our role, like we're supposed to be the caretaker, we're supposed to be the thoughtful person. And then we start getting to this role modeling where we're the thoughtful one, and they get to be less and less thoughtful, more and more needy, reliant and incapable. And they then there feels like there's this expectation and the relationship becomes habitual or codependence, whatever you want to call it, where now you're regularly taking care of them and they become less and less capable, which kind of promotes the selfish behavior. Like, so the person that you're constantly taking care of details, et cetera, and you're, you're being thoughtful, even when it's really inconvenient for you, now you've established this dynamic between the two of you. I don't think it's intentional, But then that person starts to become more and more self-focused and therefore selfish. And this can happen with kids. This can happen with friends. This can happen with our parents, our siblings, our neighbors. Like this dynamic can happen in any relationship. But what's most important is that we understand it doesn't help to just point fingers. We have to first take a look at how our behavior has contributed to this dynamic. I mean, when I think about people in my life, who are this way, when you think about the people in your life, who are this way, I don't think they're doing it intentionally, do you? But before we get too frustrated with them, before we like really just point a finger at this person, I also think it's helpful for us to look at ourselves and say, how have I created this dynamic? How have I helped this person to be more helpless or more thoughtless? By being the thoughtful one, by being the fixer, by being the person who rescues or the person who saves or the person who does or the person who just is the doer. You know, like Dr. Phil says, I think it's his quote, we teach people how to treat us. And I might add that how we treat people sometimes conditions them to be more reliant on us, more thoughtless. So let's keep this focused on us, right? That's the most helpful, most useful thing that you can do. It's what I'm trying to do with myself right now. I'm trying to think about how how can I become a more thoughtful person in the relationships that mean the most to me? And so I'm going to go through that exercise. I'm going to figure out the love language for the people that matter the most to me. And I'm going to be more intentional about how I can be thoughtful for them. And in order to do that, like I said, I have to be more aware. I have to think about how am I being a burden? How, how am I sometimes being an inconvenience to this person? And more so, what can I do to alleviate their inconvenience? What can I do to recognize them? What can I do to show them or to demonstrate that I'm thinking about them specifically? I need to slow down. I need to be more empathetic. For me personally, because I don't have a great memory, this means taking notes. This means setting reminders. this I mean, I'm so forgetful sometimes. Like I'm literally going to put some notes in my phone contacts so I can remember things that matter to them so, so I can be more thoughtful. I want to think about people's circumstances and what they're going through that week. And, and not everybody. I can't do this with everyone in my life and neither can you. I think it's going to feel really good to have more intention, more variety, instead of just getting in this habit of doing the same, like just trying to show people that I'm thinking about them and showing all the people in my life the same way. That No wonder that doesn't feel right because that doesn't make sense. So that's my goal, that's my objective. That's the intention that I've set. And I'd love to know what yours is. So let me know what you thought about this episode. Don't forget to jump in the pod squad. You can have a conversation with us there. If you haven't already, please check out my story highlights on Instagram. I have, it says wedding number one and wedding number two. Wedding number one was Sierra's. Wedding number two was Brock's. And if you happen to have been one of those people who was at one or both of these weddings, just please know how thoughtful that was and how meaningful it was and how much we appreciate your love, your gratitude, the sincerity, and and just those of you who weren't there, but you have supported the show by buying from one of the sponsors or becoming a Patreon member. Like, you know, in a pretty major way, you helped us to create these beautiful days for our children. And just all the positive, supportive comments, like you guys getting excited about my dress and excited to see the girls and their dresses and just how supportive and, you know, excited you were like that. That really meant a lot. That was very, very thoughtful. And I want you to know how much that means to me beyond. Seriously, you guys are the best. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave. A five star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. Very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. And if you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad free. In addition to that, for just five dollars a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen Show. It, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real raw. What's going on in our lives. Stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com.